Hey folks, welcome back to the Mighty Thor cast, a Marvel uh, Thor fan podcast. I'm Ed. I'm Terry. We get together every so often and talk about uh, Thor, both old and new. Today we've got lined up two issues of the 66th volume of the Mighty Thor, issues 164 and 165. And then issue 9 of the current volume of Thor, which started last year. So I think everybody should be okay. I believe there's already another issue of Thor that's come out, so that shouldn't spoil too bad since most have already gotten it as well. Yeah. Since we're behind. <laughs> yeah, I see that 10 is out. Actually, this week the... New Journey into Mystery is supposed to be coming out. So, okay. Um, <clears throat> but either way, we'll let you know when we get to that to that Thor, just in case you do want to not be spoiled for one reason or another. Otherwise, we're going to spoil you. Issues 164 and 165, uh, those came out in probably 71 or 72 off the top of my head. So, if those are spoiling you, uh, I, I ain't got much to tell you. 1969. 69, yeah, so... You've had a while. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Sorry that we spoiled that for you for uh, 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. Oh, it is, isn't it? 43, uh, 4, 3, 43 years ago. Hey, I'm 43, but I was born in 68, so I got one coming up here soon. Don't I, hon? Yes, you do. Yeah. I wasn't going to talk about age. No, no. I figured you would take the opportunity. No, wasn't going to talk about age. <clears throat> okay. Excuse me. All right. So we'll uh, we'll start off with issue 164. And this is story and art by Stan the Man Lee and Jack King Kirby. Embellishments by Vince Coletta and lettering by Sam Rosen. And back in 1969, if you had a foreign subscription to Thor, it was $3.25. But if you bought them off the rack, they were $0.12 cents a piece. Just thought I'd share that with you. What a bargain. What a bargain. So we uh, join up. This is a story arc that, that has been going on for a little bit. And we start out with, um, I'm not quite sure who the Green Harry feller is on the front page. Isn't that the Odin face? Well, if it is, then he's very, very green and very, very locky. I mean, his, he's got locks everywhere. Yeah. It just doesn't look like Odin to me. I thought it was Odin, but then I was like, that doesn't really look like Odin to me. But Oh, um, not Odin. Zeus. Oh, Zeus. There you go. That could be Zeus. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, because I've never seen Odin with that hair dial, hairstyle there. No, but, but you know. yeah, that that would, because Zeus also popped up yes. in the big head. Yes. All because on the very front of the cover, we have this big green hairy head with glowing eyes. And down below him, he's like, kind of, that head's kind of floating up near, giving you the impression that he's watching from afar, like through a crystal, like Odin does. And Pluto and Thor are battling it out on the streets of the city. That's what's going on. Because when we last left, remember there was the the massive power shield of some sort that had surrounded some scientific building, and it sucked in Lady Sif, and then they sucked in Thor, and it turned out that it was Pluto with his minion of um, trolls, from, well, minions from the future. From the future. They were just 
I don't know if they were trolls or just the humans from the, but okay. they were from the future, yeah. But but Pluto is saying Thor is powerless to stop me now. Nothing can save the the human race, and Sif is doing the hand on the head on my thing, yeah. going, my lord, the fate of Earth is in thy hands. Thou must not falter. Is that not and terrible? Thor has got his face buried in his hand, doing a Tim Tebow, wondering what in the world he's going to do. And that is your popular culture reference of the day. Well, there might be more. There could be. There could be. So the next page is a full page spread of the magnificent Pluto. And behind him are the flames of hell, it looks like, because yeah. he is the king of the netherworld. Yeah, Even though that's not where they are right now. They're on the city streets. But still, I think they're trying to give you some idea of him. He's the master of the netherworld. And he is the lord of the lower depths. I guess they're, like, emphasizing yes, he's evil. That he's evil. Because so. he is, like, completely backed up. But he's in purple and pink. It's hard to be evil when you're in purple and pink. Uh, oh, I wouldn't say that's pink. It's, it's like, pink. It's like... A light purple and a darkish purple blue. It's pink, people. With black highlights. It's pink, people. Real men wear pink, I guess. Okay. Only, only if they're from hell. I'm telling you. Only if they're from hell. Real men from hell wear pink. <laughs> okay, there we go. Okay, so Pluto is telling Thor and Sif because they're the only two around right now. At least in 1969. Yes. That's, so. That they shall remain prisoners of the time tunnel while he returns to the 20th century. Because he is going to conquest it. And Thor says, nay. Whilst the thunder god, lo- thunder god lives, mortals ne'er shall bow to such as thee. And so says Lady Sith too. Thor says thee nay. Thee nay. <laughs> and a little trolley dude, who's oh, like a little male chauvinist pig, says, woman, creature, be silent. It is you who will give the master his victory. The son of Odin will not dare defy Pluto while you are in our gun sights. And Thor is like, stay thy hand, bestial one. My lady must be spared. So they are holding Sif at gunpoint, hoping that will control Thor so that Pluto can go back to the 20th century and make a conquest of Earth as it stands now. But before he does that, see, they have this building, the scientific building in the in the little force also. He says he has to go destroy Whatever's in there. Some, yeah, there's. And he says there's somebody in there asleep, and he don't. I don't know the measure of his power, but I have to destroy him before I can move forward. Didn't we get some kind of like hint of that? At All the we end saw of last was issue? a mummy wrapped yeah, figure coming like, up out of some sort of sleeping sarcophagus yeah, kind of thing. Okay. It's not really a coffin. It was more like a sarcophagus thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and. We leave them all battling that out and Sif at gunpoint and Thor saying nay, nay, and Pluto saying yes, yes. Thor says the nay. nay. Anyway, <laughs> we go back to Asgard because Balder is still out of his mind with Carnilla. Now, we've had a discussion here in this household. I think that Carnilla has put a spell of enchantment upon him. Ed seems to think that he's just in love. He's 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 just just in love, and he don't know what to do. Now, I I choose to think that Balder the Good would have to have a spell on him before he would fall for the bad woman. But he's falling for her beauty, not her person. He's falling for what he sees. I don't know. I don't know. 
So anyway, he's running around, well, riding around, not running around, riding around saying, Carnilla, Carnilla, Carnilla. And Carnilla is thinking, you shall never be free of me. He's been smitten. Such is the price thou must pay. Such is the will of the queen of the Norns. If you would but renounce Odin and accept my love, you should be free. And because that's one thing, I think that's where she made her mistake. If she had just said, come live with me and be my love, he probably would have come. But she said, no, you have to give up. Odin as your king you have to give up Asgard you have to give up everything and bow down to me and and Baldur just can't do that because he was born an Asgardian and well, he can't do that he's sworn an oath yeah. I'm sure is a warrior to Odin and he said so. though thou art fairest of the fair Baldur is warrior born and he sees Odin he spies him over there in the field working on some kind of machinery he's got some kind of book he's sitting in his chair reading yeah I think he's just like chilling out in the yeah. In the and garden, outside out in the, the garden. In the middle of Asgard somewhere. And he's thinking, he has the power to give me peace. And, of course, Odin can read everybody's mind and knows what's going on. And he's like, no, I can't. I can't do it. The one thing I can't do is I can't do anything about love. That which lies within the heart of man and God is eternally inviolate. But I can't offer the oh hush up over there. He's saying this gives him proof that the man's in love. See, it, fine. He's, he's not saying, well, I can I can remove the enchantment. Oh, I see that you have been tampered with, or, or he's like, dog, this is just you. I can't change that. Okay, but he says I can offer you escape, and so I shall. So he shoots him down. <laughs> take your mind off of it. Yeah, take your mind <laughs> off of it. Let me give you something else to do. So he shoots him down to earth to help out. The God of Thunder and Lady Sif. And lo and behold, there he is. Which he knows something's up, but he doesn't know specifically. Right. right. Odin doesn't know specifically that there's a big old problem Which is odd, here yet. But, because okay. he knows everything you would think he would know, but yeah, apparently he he's got that part sort of turned off or something. Or something. I don't yeah. know. I mean, Thor's been fighting. Uh-huh. He doesn't know no, that. Pluto's down here on Earth with this big, strangely glowing funnel of unearthly cast, as Balder puts it. But Odin don't know nothing other than, well, he might know something because he did. He sent him down there to seek the God of Thunder and his lady Sif to see what was going on. So Right. They went and, and like, I guess we haven't heard back from them. So right. They've been gone for a while because they've been fighting. So so now we, we're, we're back to, because Balder has left Asgard because we had gone to Asgard to see Balder. He's here on Earth. So now we're back to Thor and Sif and Pluto and the little trolley guys. And who also are on Earth, but they're on a future Earth. Yes. That's the, because they went into this time funnel, which is this big shaft of light in the city. And uh, that's what's on the other side of like the energy curtain mm-hmm. is this future Earth. Mm-hmm. So everybody's on Earth, but just different times. Okay, so Thor is gu- is guarding kind of the door because he whatever Pluto is wants, Thor doesn't want. So Pluto wants in the door, so Thor's going to guard the door. You know, that's how it goes. So Th- Pluto is like, stand, a gar- stand aside as guardian. I have to go in there. I have to kill whatever's in there. And Thor's like, I shall not let you pass. And Sif's like, yeah, I'll, I'll help you, honey. And we have a half a page, two panels of Thor... In his menacing mode, saying, you know, my blood is boiling, my heart is pounding, and here, have at it. And he throws Mjolnir at Pluto and and his minions. And it kind of bounces around all the minions. 
and knocks a bunch of them out. There's like a dozen of them that are knocked out by Mjolnir. And Sif's like, but their numbers seem to me uh, nameless there. Honey, so we have an issue. They just seem to keep coming. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And they, she's telling him, watch your side. Here he comes. And, and he's catching Mjolnir. And he's like, don't worry about me, honey. You just, you know, take care of yourself. Make sure nothing happens to you. And Sif's like, I'm an Asgardian warrior. I can take care of myself. And Pluto's over here bragging that he is as powerful as Odin. Which kind of makes Thor a little mad. He says, thy words are blasphemed. None is the equal of him who was all father. And mighty Mjolnir hath powers to challenge thine own. So him and Pluto start fighting. And Sif and everybody else start fighting. Yes, and they have captured her because she is only one She's against kind many. Of outnumbered. Yeah. So they have captured her. And at this very instant, on the other side of the funnel thing that they're inside, Baldur's like. Okay, I'm here to see Thor, and I'm sure he has he's somewhere around this mess. And the army that's out there says, um, yeah, he's he's in there. They recognize him from him being down there before. Because he's been on Earth before. Uh, yeah. But and he's, they're like, he's a friend of Thor's. Let him pass. These particular military men would have seen him when he was here before? I don't know. Okay. And they're telling him they don't have – they have no idea what's going on. It's swallowed. It has one of those little breast stickers that says, I'm with Thor. I'm, I'm with Thor, yeah. yeah. Instead of I'm with stupid. And, uh, yeah, my name is. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. So they're telling him that the atomic research building has been swallowed up and some girl went in there and then Thor went in there and Baldur's like, okay, Lady Sif and Thor's in there. Let me see if I can get in there. And he tries to pierce it with his sword and he's like, hmm, that's not working. And he sees something moving within the tunnel and he senses and or sees and can tell that it's Mjolnir that's coming toward the wall of this tunnel and a flash illuminates the t- entire city and the luminescence dissolves and the atomic research building is back and everybody's going oh 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 it's back it's back and Baldur's like shh shh look look and here comes Thor and Sif they see Baldur and they're like oh yeah yeah we need you and they tell everybody that the funnel was a gateway to the future that Pluto had used to savage mutates, to recruit savage mutates to attack the present. And they all agree that they shall fight for Earth. And they look up again, and, and, the, and the army sees him, and, and it's Pluto coming. And they're like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And you see Pluto advanced by his minions with these huge gun, cannony type things looking. Yes, dear. See? Even men in comic books can defend the Constitution when our own president cannot. It's just, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's my political statement for the day. That's his um, two cents. So they are they are attacking. The army's trying to shoot Pluto and his minions, and it's not doing any good because their shells can't penetrate some kind of barrier some kind that's of around barrier, them. Barrier, yeah. Yeah. And Pluto's like, and see, I've told you that there's nothing you can do. And Thor's like, Asgard can do something. Whatever Pluto can do, Asgard can undo. So he is shooting some kind of beam out of Mjolnir. We've seen that before. Yeah, probably just energy. Yeah, But energy it's like beam. just so much energy because of who and what he is. And it goes, shoom. I like that. Which you like that word. Yes. Yeah. It's usually womp. 
Yes. But it's Shum today. It's Shum. And he gives the battle cry now into the fray. Not to be confused with Shroom. Right. Has nothing to do with those. Right. So they're all, Thor and Sif and Balder are getting ready to attack Pluto because they've managed to bring his barrier down. And we switch over to Mount Olympus. Yes. Which it was the green that knocked, that, that really just eskewed me yes, here. Because but the here long is, hair here is everything. Zeus with his long bushy hair, yeah. but it's red, which is what I'm used to. And one of his minions says, I, I have something to tell you. I'm, I'm sorry, but Pluto has departed. And it's now threatening the planet Earth. Yeah. I don't and Zeus is like, excuse me? I don't know who that is. N- not even Pluto can defy the will of Zeus. No, I've told him to go down there and watch L. And what's he doing now? So now he says it's time for him to act. Kind of sounds like Odin. Yes, he does. They're very much alike. Very much. So we go back to the planet and we see everybody fighting. There's, there's this huge scene of... Minions and army and Thor and and Pluto and they're all just they're just arms and legs and heads. That's all you can see. They're just fighting. And as they're getting ready to do the final confrontation, the mutates are, are powering off these weapons such as man has never known that they that they plan to level the continent with, and they seem to be making buildings melt as they're shooting them. Oh, yeah. And we see Balder and Sif fighting. Just this many, many panels of fighting. Odin be praised. Twas he that sent me hither. I pray not as deep was too late, Sif says. And Pluto, once more engulfed by flame because he is king of the netherworld, is telling Thor, you know, this is why the victory is mine. None can harm me while I am sheathed in Steigen flame. But as you shall shortly see, Pluto still may strike at will. So Thor calls the power of the storm and causes it to rain. And the flames go out. And Pluto's like, that's fine. I have other things I can do. You are just a fledgling. I am a sovereign supreme. And my realm is mine. There is no Odin. There is none but Pluto. I I have the power. You are the pawn. Now with a single gesture. And there is Zeus. I told you to get back down in the netherworld, and I mean it right now. And there he goes. Yep. Pluto, gone. Gone. The uh, just that easy. The column of whatever it was gone. Minions gone. They're all gone. And Thor and Balder and Sif are kind of laying there, going, "Hey, that was Zeus. I think he took care of everything." And the the army comes up to Thor and says, um, what happened? There was a sudden burst of light, and, and, and now they're no longer here. And Thor said, it's a new day dawning. How profound. How profound. So then we go back, all this little um, boisterous uh, fanfare of the battle being over, and everybody's gone, and, and everything's okay. We go back to the building where the figure... Is breathing. This is where we this see is, that, not the end of the last one, but the end well, of Well, we saw one. something at the end of the last one also. It was just like a the room or a box or something. But it, we saw something. Okay. And now we see that he's breathing and he's tearing. This is the, the mummified figure that's down in the bottom of the atomic building. And this is what Pluto wanted to kill. He is break, breaking out of his wrappings and it says the being within and that's the end of this issue. And he looks rather humanoid with fingers. Yes, he does. He's is, got fingers. That's all we can tell, really. He's got a little thing sticking out of his head wrapped up in the mummy, but he's got fingers. 
Well, those that's just things in Honest Cocoon. Oh, okay. They, he always has those protuberances whenever he cocoons up for whatever reason. That's okay. just the way that they originally draw drew his cocoon. So anybody that ever does it after that always has those. Okay. But I mean. Protuberances. I'll stick around. Okay. I just pulled that one out. Uh-huh. So um, what did you think of that issue, Sir Ed? Um. Visions of Monty Python went through my head. Um, it's somebody worthy of Thor. Yes. Uh, the bad guy. Yes. Um, it's the return of a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, no, it, it is because he did defeat one of his plots before. So yes. he's, he's trying to get revenge. Um, we see perhaps that we're going to see Asgard versus Olympus more. Mm-hmm. Because now this is the second time. And this time we didn't have Hercules. Right. So it was just Olympus versus Asgard rather than Thor versus Hercules, which also is will be a, Continuing a theme saga. over the years, those two. Um, it's nice to know that Zeus and Odin are about equal in their little realms. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, uh, I said, and that's all that needs to be said. Which also could pose a problem because if for some reason Zeus ever has an issue. I know. You know, Hopefully they'll let their minions. You he's going to be mighty battles. hard to stop. Yeah, and, you know if if anybody ever makes him mad. So, um, good good Kirby stuff. Yes, I like the Kirby stuff. Um, the um, picture, the the full page of Balder would be pretty cool without text as a original drawing. Where he after he plunged his sword into the time funnel. Oh, okay. The next okay. Uh, as as a an original art up on the mm-hmm. wall that would or be the, a or the picture cool of Pluto. One. Yeah, in his purple and pink. In, in his it, yeah, hey, you know, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily want a bad guy as my oh, original okay. art, but you know, yeah, it's just as an example of of well, okay, let me let me go back. Um, yes, absolutely, because any piece of original Kirby art would be good. Yes, I don't know what I was thinking. I don't either. Sorry there. It's okay. But yeah, I, I liked it. Um, they, it's it's definite. I, I like the fact that the the stories are kind of um, forging ahead. Mm-hmm. There doesn't seem to be any. Come on, can we get going? Or any, well, you know, where are they going to take this now or anything? It's just. Boy, you just pick up the books now, and you just open up and read them, and you just charge right through with uh, action and maybe intrigue, maybe a little bit of the lovey-dovey stuff now with Sif. Uh, Jane's not in the picture, which I kind of dig, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of like that there's not a whole lot of Dr. Blake because I'm Mm -hmm. more a fan of Thor than Dr. Blake. But I understand you got to have them both because of the way it's set up. Um, so now I'm expecting there to be some long Blake kind of thing to even it out. But, but yeah, o- overall I like it. Lee and Lee and Kirby definitely have their, you know, are are in their stride right now. I think, and they're just pushing this ahead, just throwing ideas out and bringing on bad guys and creating stuff. And it's just kind of cool to sit and and read this stuff that was like the the foundation for 
uh, the you know the mighty Thor nine that we'll talk about later. the The whole Marvel universe is being created here as as we sit and and read these. Mm-hmm. You know, Ego and Galactus have shown up. The Fantastic Four have shown up. All of these Thor villains. We now have Asgard and Olympus, which we can, you know, maybe gather from what they've done are like uh, synonymous kind of other dimensions with similar like people. If you didn't know about the Norse gods and the Olympians. So a lot of good, just a lot of good, just comic booky fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. Not not real deep and introspective and, you know, like the journey into mystery with Loki trying to figure out his puzzles and what he's doing. No, just action-y, good guy, bad guy, just comic book fun. Mm-hmm. So that's that's cool. I think that's what I enjoy most about this. Cool. Sorry, that was kind that's of That's okay. Ago. No, that was good. I asked. So we'll go on to issue 165 so we can see what's in the sarcophagus. Why do I want to keep one and say carsophagus? Carsophagus. Sarcophagus. Isn't that this part right here? No. That's an esophagus. Oh, esophagus. Oh, my bad. And this is produced in a paroxysm of passion. I had to look that word up. It's It's like a coughing fit or spasm. It's a fit of some sort. And they're having a fit of passion by Stan the Manly and Jack King Kirby with Vince Coletta embellishing and Artie Simic lettering. Or Fantastic Four. That's the original Fantastic Four to me. Pretty much, yeah. Mm -hmm. Stan Lee, Lee, Kirby, Coletta, and Simic. Now, we have on the front cover Thor brandishing Mjolnir at this blonde Adonis-type figure that is holding on to Sif and not letting her go. And they are calling him him. Him. My, how original we it, had to be. It is called The mighty him. Thor in him, a saga of strange, unending wonder. Later on, when somebody creates a mate for him. It's her. They create her. That's like naming the cat, cat and the dog, dog. All right, fine. Like Denise and the nephew. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. Okay, so we start out, we see on, after the front cover, we see Thor and Sif and Balder standing with swords raised, well, Mjolnir and swords, raised in victory. A battle has ended. The legions of Pluto have been put to rout. And now to the victors belongs this moment of triumph. And they're standing in front of all of the army and the army saluting. And it's just a big old hoorah. Because they're having drum beats and marching and trumpets blaring. And, and they're passing in review in honor of those who have saved the planet. And then the ceremony's over. And Thorstein remembers, there's something in yon building that Pluto was worried about. Pluto wanted to go in and destroy it because he was unsure of its power. So we need to try to figure out what's in there. And the army's like, you mean there's still somebody inside the city's atomic research center? And Thor's like, something, someone, yes, there, there's, there's something there. And you all all need to leave. And we'll go in by ourselves so we can figure out what it is. Because he doesn't want to put them in harm's way anymore. 
And the army says, well, you know, you're free agents. I have no authority over you, and I can't prevent you from risking your necks, but I'll keep the troops alerted just in case. And good luck. But remember, whatever you find in there belongs to the government, <laughs> so be careful not to damage it. There we go. <laughs> and Thor's like, if it be as dangerous as I fear, may Odin grant me the power to cause it damage. I thought that was cute. I thought yep. that was very, very quippy. And he says, now the time for talk has passed. We must go in. And um, he tells Sif to kind of stand behind him as they go in because he's not sure what's there. And he's like, Balder, come on up here. And, and Sif, you just you kind of stay behind us. Let's, let's see what this is. And in the meantime, Carnilla, in her little land of the Norn, is mad. Because she has not been able to harass Balder and stalk him in any way. So she's called her hag, the Cirrus, to come forth. And because she has use of her bewitchment. See, this is why I think there's some bewitching going on. And the hag says, I'm here. I'm here, queen. Uh, yeah. What can I do? And and Carnilla's like, I have offered my heart to Balder and he has spurned me. But none may spurn me. And... The hag is like, you have the enchanted power to exact vengeance. Why don't you just do that? And Carnilla is like, Odin has meddled and put the warrior beyond my reach. So apparently Midgard is beyond Carnilla's reach. I don't know what, how long her reach is, but apparently Midgard is beyond it. Okay. I... And the hag is like, oh, let me help you. Let me help you. I just can't wait to help you. So they go to the pool, the space pool. To see if they can find Balder. So they're looking and conjuring at the space pool. And they see him. He's at a place called Earth. And the hag says, do you want me to snatch him? And Carnilla's like, no, let's wait. I want, I want to see what, ha what happens next. So Balder and Thor, we're back to Midgard. Balder and Thor and Sif Midgard is Earth, for those of you who don't know. And they're they're walking down the hall trying to figure out, you know, this is this is strange. They they create all this but I don't I don't understand and and they're just like talking amongst themselves and, and Sif's like, Why do I have to be quiet? I see no menace, I don't understand and then all of a sudden they're like a sense an aura of alien power. They feel and hear something. A distant hum growing louder and it's coming from yawn chamber. See that's why I like this book. They use the word yawn, I like. I like the word yawn. But hold, what dazzling radiance doth now engulf us all. Thor, say thee nay. I know. And bakum, the entire building doth tremble and shake. I just love the words they come up with. Let us all stand fast, Thor says. I say strange forces be at work here. There be power unleashed such as mortals have never known. The many onomatopoeia. Yes. And at the end of the hallway where there's a sign that says no admittance, unknown biological specimen, over the door. A figure rises, as though an answer to some inner urging, as though his time has finally come, and it, and it emerges from its monstrous gray cocoon, and it's the blonde Adonis. And he says, I am born once more. <clears throat> He's like, but I, I feel like I'm on planet Earth, and this is the planet I left. So we're learning a little bit about him. He was on Earth before, and he fled Earth. And he's walking, uh-huh. May I interject? Yes, you may. From the 
official index to the Marvel Universe Thor volume, we have a team of scientists created him to serve them, but he destroyed them and journeyed into space in Fantastic Four number 67. Stumbling into the Watcher's space trap. We haven't run into the Watcher yet, have we? No. He's a cosmic entity. Okay. We'll just leave it at that. Him returns to his cocoon for safety. The Watcher puts him in a space lab capsule that returns to Earth. At which point, somebody must have found the cocoon and taken it to this... Atomic... Research facility. Research facility. And this is picking up from there. Even though he is not saying that mm -hmm. that's who this character is. Okay. It is, It is indeed him. That's uh, his name, H-I-M. Because that's what the scientists created. They created him. him. What'd you do today? Made him. So, now, for those of you who... Um, do not have nor want, I guess, an extensive history of the Marvel Universe. Him is still around now, only he is called Adam Warlock. Ah, is, that's a much better name. Is the character's name. And uh, he has been through many, many Transformations. adventures and whatnot. He is most often now in the Marvel Universe associated with the... Um, outer space aspect of the Marvel Universe. Okay. Because he has, which we'll see, powers that enable him to be out there, so mm -hmm. that's typically where he is. Cool. He's out there somewhere. Kind of in the same, he would be in the same kind of stories as like the Silver Surfer or mm -hmm. Galactus, mm -hmm. you know, the deep space way, and that's, now that's where he usually stays. Okay. So he is he has left his cocoon and he's emerging from the door and Balder and Sif and Thor are waiting out there, and they say, "Look, this is this. Have we found him? Is this what they were talking about? Know thou that I am Thor, and what sayest thee?" And he says, "And him says, I am less than human, and far, far more than man. I was created by those who sought to father a new, all-powerful race, but they were evil, and I destroyed them. Now only I remain." I who have no name. And this is a full page of just his face and these little balloons of speech. I must, I who must be known only as him. And it tells us here that Fantastic Four 66 and 67 is where he first came out. Yeah, so this apparently, I guess, would be his second. Origin. His second appearance would yeah. be in the Thor. The and and, and they tell the, he tells the story about um, being in the cocoon in the far off isle. And those who created him, and he woke up, and he slew them, and thought they were all sick, and he used his powers to leave the earth, and he was out amongst the stars when he got hit by some meteors, and was losing his life, but the cocoon trapped him once again, well, went, came around him once again to keep him alive, and the spaceship saw him, and it was the Watcher. There's the Watcher. The Watcher, and he, he says, well, I'm going to send him back to earth. Because I, I, I guess he kind of knows that's where he came from. Because he just knows. It's like Odin, he just knows. From Earth he came, so from Earth he's going to go back. So he puts him in a space laboratory ship that is like on its orbiting way. and going back to Earth. On its way back on its to way Earth. Back to yeah. Earth. In, in, in automatic 
auto reentry and sends him back. So Thor is telling him it is wrong for you to hate man so. There, that, let me teach you. And him's like, I don't need to hear your words. I am him and I am law and truth to myself. But I'm very lonely. And that's a beautiful lady you have right there. So she's mine. And he grabs Sif. And Thor's like, wait a minute. She's mine. And Sif's like, he's like a little child. He doesn't know what he's saying. Dear, don't worry about him. And he's like, N -n -n -n. him is like, there's no more need for words. Just give her here. And Thor's like, this is the one named Sif, and she shall stay. And I warn you not to anger me. And him's like, I don't care how angry you are. And he kind of just throws Thor and Balder up in the air. And there they go a-flying. She's like, he, and he's like, Sif will be mine. So he picks Sif up and starts to walk away with her. And uh, Thor's like, you can't, you can't, you can't. But with a wave of his hand, him creates a solar vortex. And they're gone. Him and Sif are just gone. And Thor is beside himself because his woman is gone. And and Baldur's like, he hath fled with thy lady to a distant dimension. And Thor's like, let the cosmos bear witness. Thor shall find thee. Baldur, come over here because I'm going to swing Molnar around a few times. And we're going to take flight in our own little vortex to another world. Well, how does he know where to go? I don't know. Okay. I don't know if there's some kind of, of kite trail that he's like following, like a plane uh, trail, you know? I, I don't know. I think he slipped a, a homing beacon on uh, Sif I somehow. guess. I guess. It's love. Love is have, the homing beacon. Must have inserted it somehow or something. So we go back to Asgard. And one of the... Um, Technicians, perhaps, because he's like, I have to summon Odin. Or, I have to tell him. Maybe a scientist. I have found a long hidden galaxy among the distant stars, and I have to tell him about it. And Odin oh, says. He's the royal astrologer. Yeah. Okay. And Odin's like, good job. You have, because Odin seeks the land that spawned Galactus. He hasn't forgotten about Galactus. They've, they've forced him back, but they know he's still out there. And, and Odin's like, have you found it? Have you found it at last? Have you found Galactus' homeland? And the, the astrologer's like, I'm, I don't think so. But um, I'll, I'll, I'll study it a little while longer, and I'll let you know what, what's going on. And I don't know where they've landed. It's some far-out galaxy, some barren land. But here's Thor and Baldur out of their vortex. And they don't see Sif or anything anywhere. And then all of a sudden, they see across the way, there they are. And him's like, how in the world did you find me? None can be a match for him. That's a good question. And Sif's like, stay thy godly wrath, my lord. He hath done me no harm. He is but lonely and unaware. Us women, you know, we're always looking for the best in, in y'all. And and she's like, it's a, he's okay, Thor. He just, he's confused. He doesn't know. And Thor's like, I don't care how confused he is. He's got his hands on the woman. He better back off. And so, I'm not sure where him gets this power, but him <laughs> shoots some power lightning bolt at Thor and knocks him over. It's it's in him. It's it's just power it's just that in he him? has. Okay. Yeah. And Thor is knocked down. Baldur's like, I shall defend thee against this base villain. 
But suddenly, from the motionless form of him, a potent force blast issues forth, rocking the ground with the fury of a hundred quakes. That's how strong him is. And he's like, I don't need any weapons. I I am a weapon within myself. Sounds like you're having pronoun issues. I know, but I'm not. That's his name. Him. And Thor's like, fine, you leave me no choice. I have to destroy you because you're just you're you're being a pain in the butt. Him attacks. Him yeah. him, him, him attacks. Him dodges. Him, him has Sif. <laughs> him <laughs> So Balder, sensing something is going on, looks up into the sky and lo and behold there's the hag. Carnilla's hag that says, It's time, Balder, for you to come with me. With some big old nasty fist hand thing. I know, with big long she's fingernails. She's turned her arm into this big giant fist that she's using to trap Balder with. And yeah. she's just picking him up and he says, you know, you got to come. And Balder's like, no, I have to help Thor. And they're no, and of I don't course, care. what does Thor say? Unhand him, deadly crone. Unhand, Unhand him. him. Not even the spell of thine shall win the day. Tax not my patience, woman. Our fight is not with thee. And it's like, are you not son of Odin? Do I not serve the queen of norms? We are enemies. We are all. The fight is always between us. So I'm, I'm, I'm going now, and I'm taking Balder with me. And Thor says, I had. I don't need to pursue you. I, 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 I back. And he slings Molnir. At the form of the hag. And the hag is like, it's useless. The enchantment of the Norns is in my hand. Not even your hammer can set him free. And Baldur's laying there going, just leave. Just just go get Sif. Go help Sif. Go do what you need to do, Thor. Just leave. And Thor's like, no, because I'm going to take care of this right here. And he unleashes a power from Molnir that man nor God can bear. And shoots this energy blast into the cloud that the hag is kind of hovering out of with and snatching at Balder. And lo and behold, it's gone. She's gone. Balder's still there. Now they have to turn to help Sif. But lo and behold, him and Sif are gone once again. Him is gone. Him is gone again. And they so they're, they're like trying to figure out they're they're running. I don't know where they're running to because they don't see him uh, or yeah. Sif, but they are on pursuit to somewhere. I'm not quite sure where, unless it's this little love homing beacon once again. I don't know. And Baldur's like, you found him once, but who knows where he went this time? And Thor's like, yeah, and he's had a bigger head start. And what if he's beyond the range of Molnir's power? Oh, Molnir's the one that found her. And okay. and Thor's like, I dare not think about it. And Baldur's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's all my fault. It's all my fault. And Thor's like, shush. I do not seek a, se- seek a scapegoat. I seek she who holds my heart. And mark the words of Thor. Once she be safe, vengeance must, vengeance must be mine. Vengeance such as none who live have ever known. Next week, a god berserk. So he's going to go berserk over stuff. Well, yeah, I kind of like that. Find him. Him's got his woman. Him's got his woman. So. Yeah. And that's the end of that issue. So next time we we get together with you all, not that we're finished yet because we still got the mighty Thor number nine to go through. But next time we get together with you all, we will see where him took Sif and how Thor beats up on him. Yes. 
to get his woman back. And to see what we're going to do about Carnilla's trying to kidnap I'm telling Balder you, she's now, got a so. stalking thing going on here. Yes, she's stalking, just, definitely. It's, he needs to get some kind of warrant. Next, out. she's going to open up her cabinet of skulls, and we're going to see that she has like a... Uh, a skull of every man who scorned her? A, uh, yeah, what was she cutting the heads off with? It was an electric saw. Yeah, it was a chainsaw. Chainsaw, like you cut, like you cut trees. Yes. We're referring to a show we're, we're, where the girl was um, a serial killer because every man that spurned her, she cut his head off and kept it. It was the uh, fourth episode of the first season of Lost Girl. So, okay. Anyway, on to Thor number nine. Issue nine of the new volume. So, if you haven't read it yet, this is your time to go la 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 with your fingers in your ears. And we have, it's written by Matt Fraction, with uh, art by Pascal Ferry and Pepe Larraz. Colors are by Frank D'Armada, with an assist from Frank Martin and Will Quintana. And letters by Joe Sabino. And on the cover we see Thor whirling his hammer being sucked into the maw of the demigorge or D demogorge not demi demo demogorge demogorge because remember thor has died in quote marks i'm making little quote marks thor yes, has it, died you can see him there, so. yeah and he is in this other we left him in this other realm with some other people who don't remember who they are because they said once you come here this is where warriors go to die after they're dead this is where the warriors go, and after a while, you forget who you are and what's and and what you were, and you're just so happy to be eaten up by this demogorg. Go ahead. So it opens with um, we see several uh, people, entities, fighting the demogorg, including Thor, and then it cuts to him talking on what we have found out is like this boat mm -hmm. uh, floating through space. And, and uh, he and the other entities that he's talking to are handcuffed by this purplish crystal uh, that not only uh, – it's not really like handcuffed keeping their hands together, but it's like it's handcuffed them from using their ability and apparently – uh, as we find out a little bit later, from remembering anything. Right. So this purple crystal is what is keeping them where they are in a variety of manners. So Thor is kind of reflecting back, trying to, to grasp the last thing that he remembered. And he just remembers uh, feelings of good versus bad, and they tricked him and he died kind of stuff. He, he really doesn't have any hard information. But he keeps seeing these images of himself fighting the uh, demogorge, and so they're they're continuing to talk Thor and a, a female humanoid creature, and then a whatever gender, an, an asexual, uh, almost uh, insectish like creature with uh, who is not bipedal. He, he has more appendages, but all of them have this pink crystal around their hands, wrist, and none of them can remember, except that they're here ultimately to die. That, mm -hmm. That's why they're to here. To be they're, eaten by the Demogorgs. They're, they're going to die here. In fact, they're watching a ship full of gods go in there now. Be, being eaten by the uh, Demogorge, and 
Thor is, you know, he's fighting it, but he doesn't know how to really. He just knows that this is not what he wants to happen. So we cut back to Earth, and we're at uh, we're in Broxton at Doctor Blake and uh, Nurse Foster's, although it's now Doctor Foster's medical office there in Broxton, and Doctor Blake is looking at Loki, who has come in to see if the human doctor can help him because uh, he got struck by lightning, and when he did, he remembered that his brother's name was Thor, not Tannerus, as everyone else. I think he also went to see to whether or not Blake and Foster remember Thor. Could be also, I think he yes. was wondering if it's just an Asgardian thing he's that just, they don't remember who Thor is. So he went to the human part of right. He's Thor's looking around life to try to find somebody that who remembers, that remembers Thor. So they're talking, and and Blake isn't, you know, isn't going along with this Thor thing. He keeps talking about Tannerus, till finally Loki gets upset and kind of throws him across the room in frustration, and. Um, Loki just, you know, again, expresses his frustration with the fact that Tannerus is, is not his brother, and he's not really hurt anyways. This, you know, he's not thinking this because he's hurt. He can't be hurt because he's a god, and he uh, grabs Blake's cane and storms off. I'm not necessarily sure what made him grab the cane up when he left. But he grabbed. I think somehow he knows that Blake's it has something cane. to do with Thor. But he doesn't say anything. No. He just grabs it up and, and rushes out. Mm-hmm. I mean, not rushes out like to get away, but rushes out because he's mad. He's got something else to do. Yeah, he's not getting anything from Blake that he wants to get, so he just rushes out, leaves, and just uh, he just picks up the cane when he goes. We cut uh, to Asgardia, where the. All Mother is meeting with, um, I guess, what's ultimately going to turn out to be the council for mm-hmm. Asgardia, because there's representatives here of all the major races. And is this a frost giant that confronts her? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and you know, so they're talking about the new um, Republic of Asgardia, no longer the monarchy of Asgard. And the representatives from Jotunheim, the realm of the Frost Giants, uh, have much anger <laughs> for years and centuries. And and, and I think ge- they kind of feel now that there are women in charge that they can probably take them. Sure. Yeah. The, the generations of abuse at the hand of Odin. Uh, so now they see that one, Odin isn't here. Uh, and two, it's females and so they decide that they're going to assert their dominance so they feel and not only take over the council but take over asgardia take over the castle as i mean just pay the asgardians back for for all the the ill that they have suffered for millennia yes whatever it is and you know these particular frost giants may have lived for millennia, so mm-hmm. they may have lived through a lot of that. It's not just a, a, a racial thing. It's, you know, very personal also. Uh, so they're, you know, they're basically getting up in the all-mother's face, these uh, frost giants, and the warriors three are about to jump in to help 
the sovereign of their land mm-hmm. and um the dude that can see Hemdel Hemdel yes who blank Hemdel jumps in and says um just hang on a second guys let's let's see how this plays out and we see that the all mothers basically attack and pretty thoroughly just dispatch the frost giants all three of the all mother aspects you know it's not that one is any lesser than the other all three use weapons and attack and not just attack they kill uh, eds the, roll these frost literally giants. eds are rolling <laughs> so um and then they're the all mother is standing there and they're kind of discussing hmm tell Jotunheim to send some more emissaries because, man, when Tanneris finds out, he's going to be pretty mad. Mm-hmm. Then we cut to Tanneris fighting alongside the Avengers, as we know Tanneris has done since the founding of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see them dispatching Terminus, who is a – he's an alien. He's a small alien in a huge suit of armor is what he turns out to be. And so with Tanner's help, they kill Terminus, um, which is something Avengers don't do. But with the help of Tanner's and the coaxing of Tanner's, they they do manage to uh, to kill Terminus. So basically what this tells me is that this spell of who Tanneris is is not just localized over; no. it's over all of Earth, because the Avengers talk to Tanneris as if he has always been one of theirs, mm-hmm. and as far as they know, he always has been. And they discuss a little bit about how persnickety he can be and how harsh he can be at times. But they're like, "Yeah, but we're glad he's on our side." Mm-hmm. So we cut to the troll realms, and we see that uh, Tanneris has, has come home, and they are the, the trolls are discussing the deaths of the frost giants. Apparently, the frost giants were working for the trolls. To Apparently so. Foster some sort of di- uh, discord. Yeah, not not just frost giants, but they were also working with the trolls to try to, and and I don't necessarily think that the trolls were looking for like a big overthrow. I think they're just kind of like fainting and testing to see, and they know that well these frost giants well they they got sort of a mad on for the Asgardians anyways. We can probably prompt them to test the waters a little bit and mm-hmm. see what happens, and if something happens to them, so what. You know, nobody will ever know that we were involved, the trolls. But, but we'll get to see what happens and what the All Mother can do and how they handle it and everything. Kind of a, a testing the 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 lay of the land now with the All Mother. So they talk about it a little bit, and then we see that <clears throat> Carnilla is there. Um, basically, we get a little bit more just. Tanneris shows up. Background information about what's going on, that the trolls are up to something, that Tanneris is part of it, which we already know because Tanneris is not Tanneris. He's right. Olic. Olic with a glamour on 
provided by Carnilla, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she is um, plotting with the trolls also. We cut out to the desert outside of Broxton, and we see... Kendra. Kendra, yes. Still wandering around. Calling for Bill. Looking for Bill. And she notices something over here on the rocks, uh, some some flame that draws her attention, and she goes to it. And she walks up on one of her other witch sisters uh, in the midst of some kind of spell. And we see that, in reality, this is Carnilla, mm-hmm. and she is kind of sitting here outside of Broxton, interacting with the trolls in the troll dimension. So... Uh, Kendra coming up kind of disrupts her spell and brings Carnilla back to Earth, to Midgard, to Broxton, uh, in the guise of the big, fat, ugly, mm-hmm. weird sister. And it's Kelda, I'm sorry, not Kendra. Kelda. Kelda, yes, I'm sorry. sorry. You're, you're right. And she looks kind of like a zombie. Yeah, she's all sucked dry, and, mm-hmm. and she's got those glowy eyes and everything. So... Uh, but um, she, uh, Kelda is asking her sister, who she doesn't give a name, uh, what's going on. She's repeating some things she thought she heard the other sister say, but the sister's like, no, no, that's you know, that's not what you heard. Uh, this is what I was talking about. Kelda asks, you know, well, have you had any more success finding Bill? Because Apparently that is the bargain that was worked out, is that Kelda will be a weird sister, so that there are three. Uh, and in return, this one sister, or the other two, but definitely this one, will help Kelda find Bill, who is her long-lost human love, mm-hmm. uh, who died in the siege of Castle Asgard way back. And um, the... Sister just tells her they're there, we're still looking, and they hug, and when they hug, the weird sister gets this look on her face like, ha-ha, you fool, if you only knew, whatever. Kind of typical way of relaying that. Also, outside of Broxton in the desert here, we see that uh, there's this odd figure laying here on the ground, allowing the turkey vultures to pick at his entrails. Uh, he's alive and fully conscious, and he's kind of glowy there in the wound. Well, that is the new Silver Surfer, mm-hmm. who is allowing the birds to eat on him so that he can... Um, ex- see, see the cycle. So that he can experience pain and, and be part of, of pain and, and life and death. Uh, also, by feeding these creatures, he is helping them. All this, I don't know, some kind of metaphysical thing mm-hmm. here. I, I'm not really sure I get it. But I, I th- Loki was just walking in the desert, I believe, and walked up on him. Mm-hmm. So there's there's no direction. I don't know where Loki was going, just wandering across the desert with Getting Blake's mad cane. Off. Yeah. But, you know, so he wanders into the Silver Surfer here. And uh, the Silver Surfer explains to Loki who he is and what he's doing. And during the course of their conversation, uh, Loki is asking him, you know, do you know anything about my brother? Um, and while they're talking, 
Silver Surfer who can, who sees in a different way because he's a he's a a being uh, powered by energy. His vision is in a different realm, whatever. He notices something odd about the staff, the the walking cane that Loki has, and he knows that the cane is in two places simultaneously here and there and he doesn't really know where there is and i really don't know why but he decides he's going to pick up the cane and slam it on the ground mm-hmm. why i don't know i don't know either but he slams it on the ground and, and ta-da the cane changes into a big hammer with the norse writing on it and Silver Surfer asks, who was Thor? Now, I don't know if he asks that because he remembers or if he asks that because that's what the writing says. I think that's. I think he can read well, the writing. I guess here on the bottom that's supposed to be Thor. Mm-hmm. But in the movie, the writing was the enchantment that Odin put on it about whoever uh, is worthy shall wield the power of Thor. So mm-hmm. maybe that's still what all this says, but they pick up Thor there at the end. Mm-hmm. At the same time this happens, the the hammer um, is revealed, I guess would be the way to put it. Thor's crystal bonds are broken. And he powers up. And he's 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 got, looks like the, the Thor power, or actually for him, well, no, it wouldn't be the Odin power because Odin is alive. So he, he's got his regular Thor power, and he tells his buddies here on the ship that they're not going to die today. Uh, who wants to come with me? And that's where the issue finishes up. So that's... Uh, I'm I'm glad that this whole thing with Tanneris is starting to wind down. It's yes. I was afraid they were going to have it a whole lot longer than they have. Yeah. It, I was it, afraid it was going to be many, many books before we found out exactly who he was. But it was within... The first book, or maybe the second book, well, that we discovered it was really Ulick and Carnilla had put a glamour on him. If we had not seen Thor, that would have been fine for me. Because something fundamental did change, and now here is this creature. Mm-hmm. That's fine. If, if that's what they're going to do, run with it and go. But as soon as they showed that Thor was, I'm like, okay, we'll just bring him back. Yeah. You know, just... Be getting back where he belongs, and and we'll move on because mm-hmm. obviously we see now what's going to happen because Thor is still there, mm-hmm. and we just have to wait for them to write him from there to here, and so it's like, well, you know, you kind of tipped your tipped your hand by doing that, whereas if you hadn't written about Thor, and at some later point he could tell us that story. Mm-hmm. If all we were seeing was Tanneris and Loki and all that stuff, then it would be like, yeah, well, where is he? You know, what did they do with the? Well, to me, it's like, well, you know, they definitely did something to Thor because you can see him also. Right. And it's like, well, that's not as, to me, that's not as entertaining. If if you show simultaneously both sides of the story mm-hmm. rather than just one side leading me into the other side, it's, it's not as... It's not as interesting to me. So, yeah, Thor is out there somewhere. Hurry up and bring him back. Get him back in his book. You know, it's not the mighty Tanneris. It's the mighty Thor. You know. Okay. So, eh. yeah, I can't wait till it's over. And we've already read issue 10. It's not quite over there. 
So there's probably another two or three. I haven't read issue 10 yet. Two or three issues. Yeah, you have. Okay. You took it with you. Okay. So, yeah, we still got another two or three issues probably until they finish up the storyline. Okay. Which will be good. Uh, So, next episode, we'll be talking about issues 166 and 167 of the 1966 volume of Mighty Thor. You don't want to miss that one because Thor goes berserk. Yes, and he finds him. And he finds him. Him and Sif, actually, he finds. So, mm-hmm. And also Journey into Mystery 633, which is uh, a new, the start of, or the continuation of the, no, it's the start of the new Loki storyline, because last issue was the Christmas with the Hellhounds. Right. The Christmas issue, I was happy so. to see that we, I will give a little bit away, I was happy to see the Hound is still in the story. From last issue, or this one? From the Christmas issue. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it'll be cool if he if he keeps that dog from yeah. last issue. That'll be awesome. Um, don't really have any feedback or, or anything like that from anybody. Um, do want to, well, speaking of feedback, uh, if you guys do want to want to send us any, please. Uh, you can that would be so, lovely. <laughs> you can do so at the Mighty Thor Podcast at gmail.com. The website is comicbooknoise.com slash Thor. Uh, we've got pages for the Mighty Thorcast on Facebook and Google+. And also, it would really help us out if uh, you guys that download from iTunes would leave us an iTunes review. We've gotten a couple, but uh, the more the merrier when it comes to that stuff because it helps people locate it. It makes the podcast more visible in searches is, is what it ultimately does. I do want to thank Mr. Derek Coward. Um the uh, administrator and, and technical genius behind the Deliberate Noise slash Comic Book Noise family. Thank you for his help and and, uh, and everything that he does for us on, on the, the back side of the website and everything. And I think that's probably about everything that we've got for you guys mm-hmm. this episode. So just... Uh, Hang in there and and keep listening. And here in another little bit, we'll have another episode of Thor out for you. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. This is a Teal Production.